0: you have until the count of five.
1: I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. welcome god
0: to the god till five f-
2: shut Jesus.
0: up oi no this is our third recording this week you've introduced both of them that's disgusting <laughs> it's my turn Got till five wrestling podcast Got till five jesse Benz, four more years you're max curtain um how's it going how is life since yesterday when we recorded
2: scared the shit out of me just then well done
0: <laughs> i'm not having it i'm not having it this is we've recorded too much this week i'm just ready i'm raring to go mate
2: I was going to say, I've got a bit of uh, PTSD when it comes to intro music, if I have to hear that one more time this week. Yeah, right. You weren't there, man. am going to lose it. Uh, yes, we are the Got to a podcast. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for Jesse for that lovely introduction. I'm well. How are you, St. yesterday?
0: I'm good. I've shaved my head, so these headphones feel nice and soft on my bold little bonks.
2: Delightful. Uh, I've been doing back-to-back podcasts all day with work, so... I think this is my sixth podcast this afternoon, um, but this is about wrestling, so it's a lot more, a lot easier for me to, to get into this one.
0: It is. And continuing our theme, um, our lovely theme that we've been doing this week. This is not this is being released like every fortnight, isn't it is so this is actually miles away. But um this theme is going on. We've been having guests who are sort of brilliant, prominent characters in the podcast All Wrestling World. And uh, we've got the latter today. Who is here, Max?
2: We've got Neil the editor of the Calling Spots magazine, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, Neil, so thank you for joining us.
1: You're welcome I'm looking forward to being on. Exactly.
2: Uh, sorry for Jesse screaming and scaring the shit out of you at the start of the episode. That was wonderful,
1: wonderfully enjoyable. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, a, it's, a, baptism, it it's took, a baptism by fire.
1: Yeah, it, it, it took us off guard a little bit, but if that's how it's going to be, <laughs> that's how it's going to be. That's, <laughs> that's how it's going to be, exactly. You sound
0: like, I can't see you Neil, but you sound like you're recording from under a desk, like you're anticipating some sort of nuclear holocaust.
1: I was sitting in a chair, but now I'm under a desk, rocking backwards and forwards, just waiting <laughs> to see what happens
0: next. It's the best place to be. Um, Neil, first off, so In Spots, everyone listening should know what In Spots is, and if they if they don't, explain what In Spots is, please.
1: Um, calling Spots is a wrestling magazine. Um, it was set up by my friend Richard Penaluna in 2012. I came on board in 2013. Um, we cover wrestling from around the world. We primarily focus on UK wrestling, because that's my personal passion. We've got stuff in there from... America, Japan, we've had things from Australia. Um, it's just something that we that I do as a passion project and try to share views of talented writers. We've got lots of um, talented photographers contribute as well, just share with our readers.
0: Amazing. Well, It's, it's a brilliant magazine, mate. It's like so, um, I first saw it at an attack show. It was being um, sort of sold on the merch table at an attack show in Cheltenham and um, and then that's how um, bobby saw it as well who um, is my partner who um proofreads for you now and um it's just it's a great magazine got some great articles in it and the fact that you guys do it purely as a passion project is kind of incredible because the quality is insane
1: yeah the um quality's gone gone up and up um originally richard decided you just want to do it to see to to show that you could produce a magazine Um, and it was just very very basic we've got a couple of the original issues lying around and um they 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 were what they were, but the the new issues. I, I like to think that they they stand up against professional magazines. Um, I've got some friends who contribute for other magazines. We I, I, I get quite competitive sometimes, but I think I was. I think it's it's great. Um, I'm proud of every issue that goes out. I think our cover style looks fantastic. I think the contributors that we have are fantastic, and. Um, we're so lucky that some of the photographers around the uk where we've we've got some of the best wrestling photographers just allow us to use their work um because without without the the photographs that we get it just wouldn't be the same
0: yeah it looks incredible and might i say the um, quality of podcast adverts in that magazine is top notch as well <laughs>
1: Yes, we, we've been running an advert for you guys for quite a while. Um, I don't put out adverts for anything that I haven't used or I haven't heard before because there are some podcasts out there that have some different views and I don't want to really be associated with because I'm fairly neutral. Um, so I listened to you guys. To, you know, a couple of your issues before we started putting them in became fans and I listen to you guys. No, I, don't catch, I, I don't catch every episode. I don't have time to catch every episode of any of the podcasts I follow, but um, <laughs> I do catch you pretty often and I'm, I'm a big fan. Oh bless
0: you! Well, on a personal level, like thanks so much for putting us in the magazine because it's helped us no end. We got so many, like we saw the spike, didn't we, Max? As soon as, yep. um, as soon as our advert went into Coolid spots, just our listenership just flew. So thanks so much for that, mate.
1: Yeah. Um, I, well, I, I like to think that the that the uh, people that we run adverts for get some sort of benefit for it. I'd hate to be just wasting time and putting things in there that people aren't using.
2: <laughs> no, definitely. We can we can see the results, so it's uh, definitely working. And for people who haven't got an issue yet, it's like $1.99, I think, with postage or you can get them in. Uh, are they still doing them in the
1: WrestleCrate um, promotion as well? Um, all of our issues up until the most recent one were $1.99 each. Um, it's since when it was two um It's been $1.99 since 2012 and with our the increase in quality it's we were losing money on the issue so we've just had to put it up to make something to then put into the next magazine postage to within the uk is 150 on top and um, all the information's on our website um are not every issue of our magazines in WrestleCrate. create create tends to not put one of everything in um, like they they work with Wrestle Talk quite often. It's maybe every second or third issue of Wrestle Talk magazine that go in, um. But we're we're in quite a, most of our issues are in Wrestle Create, so it's just an added added thing that you get with that.
2: Yeah, and I I think that price um, jump is justified, and it's not exactly like you're charging millions for it. Uh, the content that you get in those magazines, in terms of like articles and pictures, as uh, Neil said, it's just well worth the price. So make sure you go subscribe because it is it is well worth it. So
1: there we go. Love there we it. go.
0: Business: We did done. have someone
1: buy it. We did have someone buy a magazine this week actually, um, and they, they messaged me and they said that they'd, they'd heard about us on your, your podcast, so it's quite reciprocal. Oh, no people listen to. People are mm-hmm. listening to you guys because they're reading calling spots and then people are buying calling spots because they're listening to you guys. So It's, it's, it's like a good. circle.
0: that's brilliant. It wasn't someone in it Malta, was, <laughs> was it:
1: <laughs> It wasn't someone in Malta. <laughs> so, <no. I>
0: <laughs> Sorry that, that's an intro. so we've been looking at our um, stats, and we 've got one listener in Malta. And we want to find this person, but we don't know who it is. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl or who the hell they are. We need to find this Maltese.
1: I think uh, WrestleCrate have one subscriber in Malta as well, so it might be the same right. person. It might you know, be the same person. It's got to be find, the same person.
0: We need to put our heads together with, um, with WrestleCrate and find out. WrestleCrate probably won't give out customer addresses. That's probably not allowed, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I, no, would, I,
1: might I, I, might, I might I might put a note in his box and just say, do you, do you listen to the... To the podcast Yeah, do. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just picturing
2: this note that's got like cut out letters from
1: magazines.
2: Just going... <laughs> like a ransom note. Yeah.
1: yeah. Marco, <laughs> plenty, of, a... plenty of magazines to cut up.
0: There you go. It's completely anonymous. We'll be fine. <laughs> Let's do it, let's do it. Let's throw in some um, Got Till 5 stickers or something. That'll, um, yeah, that'll that's entice better. this multipus. Let's that's, do more, it. F- that's more friendly, isn't it? <laughs> it All is. right, cool. Um, <laughs> to business, um, we, we got top fives. That's what we do. That's what yes. we call Got Till 5. Everyone listening knows that. Hello, people. So um, what we're going to do is actually um, play the drop max, and then we'll just get into it, shall we?
2: Sure thing, buddy. five. Are you ready? Oh, hell yeah. You fans can stick it, brother. Who's your daddy, Montreal?
1: Tell me he didn't just say that.
2: By God, Gene, indeed. So Neil, this week's um, top
0: Neil, five. Neil, shut up, Max. Um, <laughs> Neil, um, as a um, incredibly talented editor, what is your opinion on that drop?
1: It's fantastic.
2: I love it.
0: Correct answer. Okay, Max, what were you saying? I was
2: gonna say I'm an editor as well. You, you don't ask my opinion.
0: You're not. Yeah, but you haven't got like something like cool spots in your resume, mate. You're not like you can't hold a torch to Neil. Let's be honest. You just got this. This. Podcast, which is a load of old bollocks. All right, um, go for it. Talk. Thank you. Um,
2: so this week's top five was actually suggested by Neil, and I think it's a great topic to kind of get into because it's his passion area. I love it as well. Jesse's here. So, you know, it just works out for everyone. And it's top five favorite UK wrestlers. Is I, I think I nailed the kind of title there. And, and we're, we're purely talking about unsigned,
1: if I'm right in saying, Neil. Um... Everyone on my list, other than one, is unsigned, but they still work independence. Um I didn't put the the signed or unsigned criteria on there. I, don't that's think fine. It, I think as long as they're working in the UK on a on an independent show, I would, I would have the one there. Excellent. That's what I like because I think some in my
2: backup are also one might be signed. I'm not entirely sure.
0: Well, so- that's it. We we were just saying off air, weren't we? Like, unless you're properly in the know, it's hard to fucking tell nowadays. You have no idea what's going on.
2: Exactly, and by the time exactly. this podcast comes out, they could be signed. So
0: There you go, yeah. We, I, I still don't know when these are coming out. It's going to be really weird having podcasts come out this far in the future, because we haven't recorded this early before. So I'm going to have forgotten everything when it comes out, and people are going to be talking to me about things I said ages ago.
2: All I'm hoping is that if we release this one or any of the others in like four or six weeks' time, there's no like major tragedy that happens in wrestling, and we're all fun and jokey about, and something horrendous has happened that's like my main concern
0: okay uh well if that's your worst concern i think we'll be okay
2: She would just cover all bases now and be like such ashamed that that tragedy happened
0: i, I can't believe that britney spears made her wwe debut yesterday can you imagine <laughs> I, if told that happened, not- though?
1: I told them not to run with scissors <laughs> they, still they still persisted <laughs>
0: Cool, right, that's You've definitely all the bases races. covered yep. Thanks Neil um, Nice, okay, um, guests first I say
2: Yep, that's how it goes So Neil, you're, you're in the, the Lions Den What is your number 5, top 5 Favourite UK wrestler?
1: Um, my top oh, My 5th favourite wrestler in the UK Is H D Drake um, He's someone that I see a lot of Being based in the Northeast. East um, If he's not on a show Then I tend not to go it's a good standard, he's a good benchmark for quality. Um, I also have, over the years, I've got to on quite well and he's a, he's a fantastic guy. He's one of the most hardworking guys in, in Britain. Um, I don't think I can recall him ever having a bad match. Um, I, I'm lucky enough to get I get to see him sometimes putting together a match and some of the ideas he has that whether they get used or not, they're just so um, creative. And I just think he's one of the most underappreciated people um, within the British scene. If if he's the biggest promotion, he's probably worked for would have been Defiant. Um, he was their final hardcore champion before they they stopped running, but he was a mainstay with them from show one through to the end. Excellent choice! Excellent
2: choice. Any favourite
1: matches that stick out in your head? Um, almost any of the things any of the matches that he's had at North. Um, that's one of my local promotions as well. That's he's been involved since show one. Um, he had a fantastic match with Jimmy Havoc, I think, back on show three or four. Um, that, all, that all, when um, he was on the Progress pre-show, when Progress first came to Newcastle Prog on the time, there was um, him, Screwface and Fraser Thomas against the Land of Gentry. Um, and it was just incredible to see guys that I've seen for so long, like day before, the, arguably the biggest promotion in Britain, um, just get a, a fantastic reaction. That was my highlight of the show.
0: It's no. oddly emotional, isn't it, when you see guys that you've been following for a long time do really well for themselves.
1: It is. Um, one of the, the, the guys from Ladder Gentry, Zio Knox, is someone that um, grew up not far from me. He was friends with my younger brother, so I've known him since he was seven, and now he's I've seen him debut for Progress. Um, and it's just incredible to see someone go from, like, literally a child to a very rubbish wrestler, to a very good wrestler, <laughs> to a Progress standard wrestler. Um, it's just it's a fantastic journey to be part of
0: yeah that's awesome well i remember we were chatting to um jim lee weren't we um uh, max and hmm. he was saying that sort of he went to the um the first we uk show and sort of seeing these wrestlers on a big stage like that when he got back to his hotel room afterwards he almost sort of had a little cry on his own <laughs> because he was all sort of overcome with sort of seeing his mates do so well which is quite lovely
2: yeah and it's that kind of support in the industry which is uh, always so enjoyable to see
0: it is it's lovely well that's an excellent start off neil well done you're doing well max what's our number five <laughs>
2: well dear jesse um Well, we're talking about this kind of when we're off air as well. Um, that a lot of ours are going to be kind of Midlands and South because that's where we're based and that's what we end up seeing. Um, and then it's kind of a case of you'll cover North. So I I think between us we're going to have a a good balance. But for our number five, I've actually got a drop that I can play to introduce. So here we go.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right fans, yeah, this is the Macho Mambo, Randy Chuckers,
0: and uh, you're listening to the Got Tell Play podcast, yeah,
1: that's what I'm talking about.
0: Cherry does. Mambo. <laughs> Doesn't that a... feel like an age ago?
2: It does, I can't remember when that was done, but... <laughs> <laughs> chuck mambo um is probably one of the the nicest people in wrestling and a hell of a talent and he's been kind enough to come on this podcast with uh with tk cooper when they started etm um and it was lovely having a chat with them that was kind of just uh we spoke for quite a while about nothing really
0: it was a nice chinwag wouldn't it it probably bored the tits off of everyone who listened but i had a lovely time <laughs>
2: That's all that matters is that we are. (laughs) Um, Chuck is obviously a resident staple down here in Brighton, where I live, for Riptide Wrestling. He was their inaugural um, Brighton champion. Uh, The feuds he's been having um, across the board have been absolutely stellar. And I think wherever he goes to work, and he's another one who... Is slowly starting to kind of build more and more around the rest of the country. Uh, he's been doing great in progress, obviously. Now with like "Do Not Resuscitate" and when he was doing it with uh, Pastor in the past, um, that that was always fantastic. So it, it's great to see him and TK and, and all of that lot really expand more in the scene because. He's so good, and he's so good at engaging the fans and getting people invested. He's just one of those guys that the minute you come out, even if you don't know him, you go, yeah, okay, I'm sold.
0: Yeah, he's got a good charisma about him. Um, Neil, has he um, come up north much?
1: Um, he doesn't come up north as often as, as, we'd, as I'd like. Um, he has been on a north show before. Um, I, I do know Chuck quite well, to be fair. Um, I've got a couple of stories about Chuck. When is this likely to air? Uh, to, will we'll it be around. after the twi- after the twenty fourth of October? Is that fair? Yes, yes, it will. Um, because well, uh, the reason I ask is, cause, um, we're working with Chuck with WrestleCrate um, and i tomorrow. I'm going to the Star Cave event for Breed, and I'm picking up his his autographs. They're going to be in our October crate. Excellent. Um, so, um, but I, I've be, I've followed Chuck for about three and a bit years, and we've got a for calling spots not not only over we your magazine, we've got a um a wrestling championship that wrestles, that that gets defended promotions around the the UK, uh, mainly in the north of England and Scotland. Um, But before we we had the championship, we had a championship tournament. So we had eight people wrestle across five different promotions and Chuck Mambo was in our our tournament. Nice. Um, So I've followed him since then. I've got to interview him, put together a profile for our website and he is genuinely one of the nicest people. When you meet him, it's almost disconcerting how nice he is. (laughs) So when yeah. he's a little bit more cynical like me, is like, how's this person real? <laughs> so he's, he's just an absolute sweetheart.
2: Yeah, he treats you like you've known him forever even though like first time meeting him because I remember when they came on the podcast was pretty much the first time we'd spoken to Chuck we were speaking to TK to arrange it and then Chuck just came in full of energy happy to be there and I saw him at Riptide um, the following show and he was like yeah let's do it again and a lot of the wrestlers like no offense to a lot of people that we've interviewed they never really want to kind of do a follow up I don't know if that's just us or or they've just got (laughs) (laughs) what they needed but I think it's us I think it's us as well but yeah Chuck is Uh, game for anything and um, they were here for Brighton on Saturday and I was milling about and I just saw him and TK walking about and he is just that stereotypical looking surfer dude with he had his big uh, big backpack on and both of his attack title and Riptide title just strung around the back of it and I was like someone's going to nick that guarantee it (laughs) but uh, apparently not apparently Brighton's better than I expected but uh, been an absolute fan of what he's done in Riptide and uh, that's something that everyone should check out and I'm glad you brought up Star Cave because we've become quite good friends with two promotions up there resurgence and, and breed uh we had a great interview with breed and i'm very excited for star cave i'm really disappointed i can't get up there to to see what they're going to put on but
1: such a brilliant concept that they're doing yeah it's something that i've been looking forward to going to for, for a while obviously it was postponed because of the the problem of their license but um it was, there was some doubt that depending on their rearrange date if i'd be able to go so i was over the moon when it was something i could go to yeah, definitely. So it's uh, going to be.
2: Have you seen this, Jesse? They're doing a wrestling show in a cave.
0: Well, colour me intrigued.
2: I know it's right up your alley, you little troll.
0: <laughs> I like caves. <laughs> I like Cornish caves are my favourite, but I'll settle for I'll settle for a northern cave. <laughs>
1: Well, one of your Cornish promotions when a show in a cave I'll be interested.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. With someone playing fiddle in the background or something I need some sort of old English West Country folk music going on.
2: It's like your ideal promotion that it's is. It's
0: a bit, yeah. I understand it's a bit
2: niche. <laughs> <laughs> I niche. It's just you, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll be the only one there. Woo! A lighter in the air. Lovely. So that's
1: uh, that's our number five. What, are, what have you got for uh, number four there, Neil? Um... Number four, someone. that's possibly the biggest name I've got. I'm honest. It's um, Martina Seshamoth. Um, Martina, someone again. I've I've followed for years. Um, it, again, she's one of the the, the nicer people I've ever I've ever met within wrestling. Um, she's always got time. She we we message fairly fairly frequently, um, and it's she's just, just another one who's went from strength to strength over the last couple of years and to see her go to go from just wrestling in, in Ireland where the scene's smaller to now being on all the big promotions in the UK. To, go over to Japan and to be signed by, by Ring of Honor it's it's incredible
2: yeah it's it's incredible what she's kind of done with uh, going over to Japan and all the work she's kind of put in there and especially the response as well like they're inviting it back and she, she's such she's one of those naturally talented people that again similar to Chuck in the sense of the minute they come out you're just hooked and you're invested in, in what they're doing and it's just such a great character like the minute she kind of came up with that was just pure gold.
1: It is. I, I, I've got friends who aren't wrestling fans, but if I tell them that Martina's on a show, they'll come to a show. I think that shows how how great the her character and her gimmick and everything is. That that people outside of wrestling who aren't fans and don't come to don't come to see all the other great wrestlers we've got, but just love that character so much that they'll love to pay them when you come out their way to see it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, I'm and absolutely correct and
2: everything that's kind of been going on with OT. You, you could pretty much pick. The vast majority of all of that lot in OTT um, that I would call kind of the session moth gang, they're all absolutely killing it. And, and OTT in general have just been on such a rise the past couple of years that they've really kind of, I don't know what it is, stepped up their game or, or what's happened, but it's. I really wish I could get over to Ireland to, to go see an OTT show.
1: Yeah, I'd love to go over to, to see one as well. Some of the the, some of the the bigger names are huge and some of the, the guys who are coming through I think are going to be huge. In, in the near future. Joker Braid does a fantastic job of, of training and organising everything and putting together these fantastic shows and then this, the, the imports they get as well are, are tremendous. Like They'll have anyone from New Japan and they'll have some of the, the UK, like the NXT UK guys and this, they just seem to be able to have any any wrestler that they want can just go over and have a five star match with any of their guys.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And uh, their video promotion game is strong. I love their video editing. Yeah, that vigil editing is pretty special as well. <laughs> so good. Uh, Thank you, by the way, David,
0: go on. Sorry, go on, Neil. I was
1: going to say their their vigil package for um, David Starr and Jordan Devlin was That's one of the best was, I've seen.
0: Yeah, referring
2: to absolutely insane. That would have uh, that was like WrestleMania-esque of just hype and just such a a, a wow edited video goes so far in wrestling. Like, obviously, the bigger companies such as WE nail it. And even if you're not invested in the pay per view, you can watch those. It was always around the early 2000s. You'd watch those early 2000 hype videos, and you're like, Yeah, okay, I'm in. Let's
1: do this. <laughs> the Austin Rock one with um, My Way by Limb is always the one that I, go, that I go back to. Exactly. Yeah, that's, um, that's probably, that the, probably the best. Yeah
2: jesse always says monster
0: monster monster is brilliant yeah Monster's really good the daniel bryan one at wrestlemania 30 that's just a lovely retrospective of his we career that's awesome uh number four
2: i think it's fair to mention another fantastic female talent in uk millie mckenzie
0: good choice millie mckenzie it's disgusting how young she is and how good she's got in such a short space of time that's my take on, that's my take on the whole
2: thing <laughs> i think that's all we really have to say uh, in all honesty um when when i used to train up in birmingham she came to a couple of training sessions with us at kamikaze um and i had a chat with her this was when she was kind of first starting out and she you know wasn't booked on shows she was just training i think she was like 15 16 at the time or something stupid um and she did a couple of rolls and a couple of bumps and it was like Holy shit, she's really good. And I had a chat with her and I was like, Oh, you yeah, know, you're really good and stuff. And she was like, Yeah, wherever I can go training, I go training. And she she said, All I want to do is become a wrestler. Um, maybe eventually make it to, to WE and all I want to do is a wrestler. That was her pure focus. And it's weird in kind of wrestling training, because like a lot of the other people that you speak to, obviously have that drive but they they never really shared it but this was the first thing she told you it was like I will become a successful professional wrestler and that was such a breath of fresh air to see someone that passionate about it and i think that passion that she evoked when when i spoke to her it was no surprise that within the next year and a half she was starting to do shows around Birmingham and then she kind of blew up doing more and more everyone started to see it, Suplex Millie came out and yeah she she lived up to what she said and she's doing it and I think absolutely killing it
0: She's smashing it, are you a fan Neil?
1: I am, I've, I've seen Millie a couple of times, I think Millie's um, another great wrestler Um, randomly my the Rich who runs WrestleCreat did a podcast of about 80 months ago, and someone asked him who he'd most like to work with, and it was Millie McKenzie. And we've had, we we joked when we were last packing crates that we've we've since had Shaw Michaels, and now we've got Bret Hart coming up, but he's still not worked with, with Millie McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> the frustration
0: it is it is very much the Holy Trinity.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: but yeah, it was the minute she kind of got that that suplex Millie gimmick behind her, and the fans mm. just ate it up. And yeah, she she just naturally connects with it, uh, with the crowd and and it was when she came back and first wrestled for Cami. So like she trained there for a little bit and then went away, had great success. And then when she had her first show, I think it was at the Empire in Coventry, which is where she's originally from. And that was a really cool moment to see as well. You know, coming back and and wrestling in your hometown is is kind of the main goal, isn't it? If you're a wrestler, to be in front of that. That hometown crowd and I think she along with a lot of the other very talented women in the UK division are uh, just kind of like carrying it on their backs and it's just she is one of the kind of corner posts at the moment who's absolutely killing it.
0: Yeah. Totally agree. I think um, for all this you know the women's revolution that WE have been doing the last few years and stuff I think Britain was so ahead of the game on that. Just oh God yeah. You know, not with Millie specifically because she hasn't been around so long but just just in general, even when you think back to when wrestling was really shit, like, do you remember when you'd go to, like, um, maybe shit's maybe the wrong word, but, like, it wasn't it certainly wasn't what it is now when, do you remember, Max, when we'd go to, like, our local town, town yeah, hall exactly. or whatever, it was, like,
2: and, 20 people and you just bring your kids for a night out, yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. But, anything
0: but even then, we're talking, like, 2003 2004, it felt like the the British women wrestlers were t- t- taken super seriously back then and not really sexualized at all and things like that it felt like that it, yeah we were definitely ahead of the game and always have
2: yeah that. completely and as we're seeing it now with promotions like eve and um just just everyone on the scene um even before that when you had obviously kaylee ray and viper and uh, nixon it, it, there's just been a good lineage um of uk female talent definitely and and it's difficult just to kind of pick one um, to go in this list. I was, this is the problem with this list, Neil. There's so many people I want to talk about, but we're going to be here all evening. I've not got any plans this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, uh, well, okay, fine,
0: yeah. all right. Settling in, everyone. Buckle in. I need, to, I need supplies. I need rations. No, Jesse. Oh, I need a breakfast bar. <laughs>
2: Welcome to the top fifty. Got till five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one day we should try to do a world record. One day of just like keep going for top stuff. I wonder what there must be a world record longest podcast. I bet that exists somewhere. That must be the. Guinness there will be records. a world
1: record, but it will be a it'll be a record that you wouldn't want to get anywhere near. It'll be like hundreds. Or so yeah, it will be
0: there. horrendous, won't it? We'll
2: I'm gonna find out. Yeah, I'm gonna do find it. out. So the longest uh, they're calling it a webcast that was audio only. The longest uninterrupted live webcast is 52 hours,
0: oh, and was achieved as as in
2: Istanbul, Turkey.
0: Okay. okay.
2: 50, you, I can, like that you're like, yeah, 52 hours. We could, Why not? Yeah,
0: we could take that on. I think we'd be all right. Can you imagine, like, by the 51st hour, like, like what we'd be like?
1: <laughs> Joe Henry did one recently. Did, within the last... year, Joe Henry did a 24-hour one. Did he? Where he was live the whole time. um, was playing games and doing queues and stuff because I had a friend who checked into the whole thing and he was talking to us about it as if like it was it was something that he'd achieved with Joe <laughs> you know, I had to say Colin Ryan this is this is very much Joe's achievement right? <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I don't think there is a set podcast um, Guinness World Record Jesse so if you ever want to do we can nail up a charity event in, in the near future yeah. and we can give it a go
0: I'm up for this right let's do it um, right. moving on um, let's not, not make it this one <laughs> moving on um, uh, where are we uh, number three uh, number three, for, three Neil. for Neil cool number three for Neil
1: shoot number three I, I don't know why but I, I struggled most with three I know who my two favourites were and I know knew the two people I wanted to put in and the other one was like I, I just really struggled to get a name for um, my my third favourite wrestler in the UK is Jodie Fleisch. um Jodie Flash. When I when I first met my wife um, fourteen years ago on our first date, we were talking about British wrestling, um, which I didn't know anything about at the time. Julie Flash was one of the first names I actually talked about. Um, when I went home, I there was a wrestling channel, so I went on, and the wrestling had channel just happened to have like a five-hour compilation of Jodie Flash's best matches, four and a half hours of which were him and Jody, four and a half hours of which were him and. Johnny Storm in some combination. <laughs> um and then within the last couple of years I've been lucky enough to meet Jodie a couple of times. Um Jody now knows my name. If I just meet Jodie, he knows he recognises that I'm Neil and <laughs> that that blows my mind. Um <laughs> but it's it's incredible that he's now he's been doing this since the nineties and he's probably a better now than he was at any point and he's in better shape now than anyone his age has any any right to be. But he's just he's just incredible. Um I think if he came around in this era, I I don't know who you, who I could compare him to, but I just think he, he he would be regarded as so much better than he than he should, than he already is, and people already know how great he is. But um, Jody, Jody's fantastic. Jody's probably one of the best in the world. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. And
2: Jody for me was my introduction to to British wrestling. Similar to you watching the wrestling channel, it would always be Jody. Seemed to be on every single time I turned on the TV. And I don't understand how that's possible, but every time the wrestling channel was on, there was Jody. So, Did you ever know. see a bad Jody match though? I don't no, think I have. Never, ever. And he was just ridiculous for what he could kind of, because this was about, wrestling channel was about 2002, I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, maybe three, four. 2004, four, yeah,
1: around yeah, well, early 2000s anyway. Um, Probably up until about 2006, 2007, I think it was yeah. all that was it. God, it was Took good. It away.
0: Yeah, I missed
1: that. Which, which, WrestleMania, which WrestleMania had Batista and Undertaker? Because I remember one year my nephews came round to watch WrestleMania the day afterwards, and um, they got bored midway through. We put something we'd recorded from the wrestling cha- from the wrestling channel on, and they watched that instead. <laughs>
0: cool. That would have been 2000. So it was at
1: least up until then.
0: Six or seven. So it was no, at least
1: 2006, 2007. Yeah. That that wrestling channel was still on. And it was, it's, a, it's a it's a miss. Even yeah. with YouTube and the constant access to wrestling, then wrestling channels are a definite miss.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Definitely. That was my first
0: exposure uh, to New Japan as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. You had Ring of Honor, Noah, um, just promotions that we would not get in the UK w- without that channel and access to British wrestling because um, at that age, you, you weren't really going to shows and, and doing stuff. So to kind of go, okay, so this does exist here as well and it's fucking good as well is was a bonus um and it, it's weird with judy because obviously he did have to to step away for for quite a while from from the scene and then when he came back it's it's interesting to kind of think about maybe where he would have been um in in relation to all of that because pound for pound for, for my money when i used to watch him and i watch him now one of the uk's greatest in in, in my opinion and i don't think that's far off to say you know he, he is just unbelievably talented and seems like a really nice dude never had the opportunity to meet him or, or see him live but yeah absolutely incredible talent
0: Yep, yeah, totally agree yeah glad i'm glad you um i'm glad you brought up your wife as well um neil um louise right is your wife louis Louisa. Louisa, I beg your pardon. She gets
1: called. She gets called Louise, and has has been called worse. But it, it is Louisa. <laughs> Every time someone calls her Louisa, eye twitches a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I we we know a Louisa as well, don't we, Max? Who, um, we do. The, the struggle is real for her too. Um, but your Louisa has written for Calling Spots in the past, right? And they're really, really good articles. But um, is she gonna? Is anything coming up? Has she written anything that's going to be in any new ep- new issues?
1: Um. Louisa and I are always thinking about writing articles and doing different bits and pieces, but, um... It's, it's thinking of a topic and then being able to put it through, and we don't want to... I, I could just fill a magazine with all the ideas Louisa has and how, all the ideas I have, um, but we like having other people contribute um, and not having too much of our own content. Um, I'm sure Louisa will will um, put contribute a piece before. She did a, a fantastic piece on um, Eve um, that I think she was someone... Um, picked that up when she got interviewed for a, a documentary that was being made on women's wrestling, as some sort of um, expert on women's wrestling. Oh, maybe. But She just got a kind of encyclopedic knowledge of, of things she's seen in um, women's wrestling and people like Jodie Fleisch and she's, she's incredibly knowledgeable and she's been a wrestling... I stopped being a wrestling fan from the age of like 14 till about 20. Louisa's just been a wrestling fan f- for the entirety of her life and she's never never missed a beat.
0: Amazing! You need people like that. You're sort of like that, Max. I dip in and out, but you, you, you always know the crack. I constantly, so you're my um, you're my canary at the end of the mine.
2: Yes. <laughs> they
0: can't get rid of me as much as they
2: try. I'm always here.
1: Louise, I'll come home. Should be. Did you see the the thing with William Regal on Twitter? Or oh, did you see what Riptide have done or what Spike Treve has done? And she'll, she's just constantly plugged in. She runs our. Um. She she runs uh, she runs the instagram instagram's her baby and then she also helps with our facebook and our twitter but that that's mainly me who does that but um anything on instagram is is louisa putting her stamp on things nice awesome yeah, perfect
2: where we Would at? you let like me to do my number three yeah number three yes okay uh i really struggled to decide who to go in the spot and i've just changed my mind last you minute. Max, please. <laughs> That's who, cute, who is that your you think. Three, your number three, Jesse. Yeah, what's
0: your number three, Jesse? My, my. Well, um, uh, I think it's. Um, <laughs> I think it's only fair. I don't think Max has talked enough um, for this podcast. I think it's only fair that he reveals who. Who my number three is, gone Max.
2: <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Um, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts. So, number three uh, has to be Robbie X for me. After you, Jesse.
0: Uh, yes, I <laughs> Robbie X is a fantastic wrestler
2: he really is um he's he's another one that obviously everyone knows how stupidly talented he is um but and and he's worked the shows the camps and been all around the country um but the fact that he's not an NXT UK or or any of those kind of things just baffles me to no end because the guy is so stupidly talented in terms of wrestling ability and also the stuff he can do in the ring um the flips, the the moves, the the timing—it's just all so fluid. And he always used to like practice when we used to do training. I would just sit and watch him because it would just be ridiculous <laughs> the way he would bounce. And yeah, he found it a bit creepy. He asked me to stop. Yeah, but, uh... <laughs>
0: that's, that's, that's probably why he's <laughs> currently wrestling, and you're not as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he was, uh, yeah, an unbelievable talent, and I can't think to a bad match that he had when he was doing stuff of like um, Deputy Dunn and wasn't Deputy Dunn at the time and Marshall X. The, the three of them were such a, a great team together and because he did end up working for, for World of Sport as well when uh, when he went all all masked and he had a great following then and uh, it, it, he's only grown since doing World of Sport so I really hope to see more of Robbie X around and uh, I want him to come and do more stuff down here down south because uh, I do miss seeing him wrestle.
0: And he's got a lovely shit rest, shit tattoo sleeve that looks very similar to mine which gives me comfort that I haven't made terrible decisions in my life.
2: <laughs> That's what you look out for, isn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, he's got terrible tattoos as well, and he's doing well with his life, so maybe I'll be okay.
2: <laughs> this is where he
1: loves them, and a single tear is <laughs> rolling down his cheek. Uh, where does he
0: fit in in your fandom, Neil? You like him?
1: I like Robbie X. Um, I saw Robbie X um, on Friday for a oh, cool. show on Soul Shields for Empire Wrestling, and he and um, Rompid Brown tore the place down absolutely brilliant it's one of the best matches i've seen this year
2: i think that's the thing with robbie it doesn't matter who he's in the ring with whether it's a big guy small guy tag teaming he can do pretty much everything like it doesn't matter who he's in the ring with he has a great match and those people make me sick
0: (laughs) yeah me too it could (laughs) like we love um we love wrestlers but it definitely comes from a place of jealousy and bitterness as well i think
2: oh god yes it's what 90% of this
1: podcast is <laughs> I
0: hate everything <laughs> um, Cool Excellent choice um, Neil we're on your number 2 mate
1: um, My number 2 is Colin Noir um, I've mm-hmm. seen him live once or twice Most of my, my fandom is seeing him Online um, mainly through Riptide um, I just think he's got Probably the The most like, Identifiable character And he's, he's just captivating um, whenever you see him, you just can't take your eyes off him. Um, just everything he does from his entrance, he just demands that you pay attention. And then his his matches are awesome as well. And um, the match he had with Parker Riptide recently. Yes. Just, you you've just got to you just got to say it. Um, I I was really there. It. Front
2: row, best match in all year. Unbelievably good. And Riptide, I think. St- still have it for free so go to their YouTube and check it out
1: yeah I think I think so I almost had a falling out with one of my friends because um, he went down to Riptide um, and was, I've not been to a Riptide show yet it's quite a quite a travel um, but he, when he was there he was like oh I've come down because it's Park and it's Korra. Mm-hmm. and I hadn't um if he told us that, I would have probably went down. But I just knew it was car in Noir, and I wasn't sure whose opponent was going to be. So yeah, it was a, a mystery the night. Say, the trigger. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I think you need to cut these toxic yeah, was, people I was, I was from your bitter. life, Neil.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I'll, I'll, I'll do that straight away. <laughs> Yeah, they
2: they kept it as a mystery, and um, before the show, they gave out streamers. So the majority of us were like, "Oh, it's probably going to be a, a Japanese import. That's awesome." And unfortunately, it was uh, Sexsmith retiring, which was just such a punch in the gut. Like midway through the show, that the the atmosphere in the room was just oh, it was horrible. Yeah. I bet. Um, and then Pac and Cara Noir just lifted it back up and absolutely killed it that match is just phenomenal to watch so and neil if you if you do want to come to a riptide show jesse tell him how comfortable my blow up bed is
0: oh my god neil this blow up mattress is the best thing you've ever seen in your life max has a blow up mattress it blows up to about hip height like it's a serious serious size thing it's the comfiest night's sleep I've ever had. I just turn up at Max's place sometimes because I want to sleep. <laughs> like, I'm not interested in talking to him. I just want yeah. to like lie there and just relax, zen out. It's absolutely incredible. So go to a riptide show, stay with Max. He won't touch you. I can vouch for him.
2: <laughs> yeah, so if you, to, if you and your mates are ever down and you need to place a place to crash, you're always welcome around here.
1: That's definitely something I may take advantage of in the future. There you go. <laughs> he sounds terrified, Max. Look what you've he done. Does. <laughs> He's I'm right just disappointed that Jesse. Just because he didn't touch Jesse doesn't mean he won't touch me. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's very true, actually.
1: Yeah, look at yourself, Jesse. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. I just, I just avoid showering to keep the men away. <laughs>
2: uh, ah, yeah, Noir's entrance as well is one of a sight to behold, in and it's a rarity that you get in kind of independent wrestling, and it's. Just he just hooks you in, doesn't he? When he does it, and ah, I love it. Absolutely love it. The the t- the character as well. He, he's all about character, and you don't get that many speciality. I call them speciality characters um in wrestling, especially on the independents. But he's one that really does nail it. Um, they. I'm just trying to think of a match he had recently at Riptide, which was really good. Um But my mind is blanking, so ignore me. But uh, yeah, entrance. And talent and he also does stuff barefoot which freaks me out um, don't know how any
0: be- wrestlers that do things barefoot freaks me out do you remember when Rusev really damaged his feet and now broke his foot yeah and now he wears his little booties but anyone yeah anyone who wrestles barefoot just makes my toes curl when I watch them speedball Mike Bailey's
2: another one he wrestles barefoot freaks me out
0: yeah I don't like it don't like mm. it
2: but uh yeah so um how many matches have you seen Neil of, uh, of Carter? or any like stick out for you
1: the the first one I saw was on the the best of Riptide compilation that Wrestle did, and It was him and um, Martin and, a, and a, I think it was five or six different people. Um, Candy Floss was there. Um, I've seen him for Empire Wrestling. I've seen him at North Wrestling. Where he had a it, it doesn't sound like it would be a great match, but he had a fantastic match with them. Um, More coffee, like the the styles just sound so opposed, but they just worked. Um, but most of what I, I see with Cora is um, when I check out Riptide online.
2: Yeah, excellent choice And uh, a good good place to go to, to find out Right, number two uh, Again, I, I keep taking names out and putting them back in I don't really know what to do with myself, Jesse You're
0: like the world's worst magician
2: <laughs> That was such a good shit joke I'm full of it you really are. You're full of Summit, that's for sure. Um, number that's two... That's another good shit joke. <laughs> I, I think uh, I've got to say it. He, he's very important to, to the UK scene. It's uh, good old CCK Chris Brooks. He's... Uh, He's an interesting fella, we'll say, but he's a hell of a talent and very important to to the British wrestling scene uh, for what he does. I can't pronounce his little cult's name, but he's got his little cult friends uh, that he does the show with, which they put on a great show and uh, they're making good strides. The whole group of them together as a whole is pretty much one of the major draws in wrestling down here at the moment when when they're kind of put on or or they're the ones called in to to do a show you definitely see an increase and people love chris brooks people absolutely adore adore him so he's got a lot of
0: integrity man like he does does. um, does. yeah he's in a world where um i'm talking about the wrestling world at large here like money talks to these carnies and um, Chris Brooks seems to be someone who has a lot of integrity and is really in it for the art, which you've got to respect.
1: Yeah. That's I was... why I was, was asking people to eat a whole loaf of bread on Twitter yesterday.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> I <up>. Doing... <laughs> They
1: found He, he found a um, spare schadenfreude, which I'm probably butchering, hoodie. And he put on Twitter saying, anyone who eats a whole loaf of bread from end to end, on video, will give this hoodie to. That's amazing. So then, So yesterday on Twitter, there's people attempting to eat a whole loaf of bread and then when they're like, oh, I've only left like a tiny bit at the end, he's like, nope, I eat it all. Without butter, without any spread or anything, yeah. just a whole dry loaf of bread. Oh.
0: Amazing, he just wants so to yeah, watch the world, but... Nothing,
1: nothing but integrity for Chris Brooks. He said he'd eat, eat a whole loaf of bread. They didn't eat a whole loaf of bread, they didn't get enough. I don't think it's been claimed yet. He's right. at the um, Star Cave show tomorrow as well. My friend's going to take a loaf of bread, and if the body hasn't been claimed, he's going to eat it in front of him.
0: Just read the whole <laughs> show. Right, Max. We're going to do the world's longest podcast, and most of that podcast is going to be eating a whole loaf of bread.
2: <laughs> well, that sorts out the first hour? There we go. <laughs> Done. Only fifty-four to go. <laughs> we'll
0: do it. It's fine. Have you it, he have like it. Three
1: or four minutes. Yeah. Three or four minutes in a loaf of bread. That's incredible.
0: That's insane. That you got something wrong with you if you could do that.
2: So uh, yeah, I'm changing my opinion on Chris Brooks now. If he's uh, that much of a sadist, but
1: uh, it's respectable. It it's makes respectable.
2: me like him more. I got more. Yeah, I thought it would.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would. I, I like Chris Brooks. I've met him a couple of times. Um, he was one of our. He was on the cover of a calling spotting issue 27. Yeah, kid so like us. Um, they were nice enough to sign some for us, um, which we we did as a you. like and retweet competition. We sent some signed ones out. Um, but he's he's always been lovely when I've met him.
0: Ah nice. Yeah. And again, he's, he's yeah. one
1: of those people who's just got, he's just got a, a fan base. I think the, the the people who follow Chris Brooks, um cult cult's the right word. They they'll buy everything, they'll they'll go to everything. Um he's just got such a huge following. That's... Yeah,
2: the, that's the thing that's so loyal to him. Um
1: and yeah. So they do a thing where they, they had some they they thought they'd sold out for their show and then they had some extra tickets so they decided to put them online at four o'clock in the morning to see who would buy them, and they're still sold out within a few minutes. Yeah, wow. it's
2: crazy. It's the same for his merch. His merch game is strong, because that always sells out, and makes a killing off that as well. So he's in a very good position. It's obviously not knowing what happened when offers and stuff were made, but it seems like he, he made the right choice to, to kind of bet on himself, because he knows how good he is. He knows how respected he is in the industry. So... Screw it! If everyone's going, I'm gonna build this uh, this scene on my back, and I think that was a race smart choice to make.
0: Agreed.
2: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: Is it main event time? It's Neil's main event. Come on, mate! What you got for us? Number
1: one. my, my favorite wrestler in Britain, and it's, it's the first person that comes to my head, is is Rory Coyle. Um, Rory Coyle is someone who started out in the the north the northeast. Um, is a tag team wrestler. Um, his video... the the his, his like video promos and everything have always been a step above anything else that's out there. Um, and then he's he's branched out to become a singles wrestler, and there's, there's not, there's, I don't think there's anyone better from the, the in terms of character. Um, I don't think there's anyone who produces the promos that he does and his, his matches are just, he's got his own his own style. Um, and he just never has a bad match with anyone. But it, it's just brilliant. He, he's almost never going to describe, you've, you've got to go and you've got to see what he, what he puts out there. And then you, you can't not become a fan. He's he's also a, a, just a lovely human being as well. I have yeah. to say
0: I don't think I've ever seen Rory Coyle live. That feels no. like a big gap in my British watching fandom thing.
2: What would you kind of
1: recommend as a good starting point, Neil? Any of the things he's he's done at North as a solo wrestler, um, his matches with Liam Slater and Martina were incredible. Um, the stuff that's also readily available and is is very very good is the stuff he did with Rampage Brown at Defiant, um, where the two of them just beat seven shades of shit out of each other. Um, Perfect. We 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 went to the show they did in Manchester. I can't remember. I think it was Lights Out, um, and I was on a merch table at the time, and we had our, some wrestle crates there, and we had a price list and a frame with a with glass. Stupidly, not thinking anyone was going to do anything with glass. Um, Rory and Rampage are wrestling around. They pick up this frame. Well, he definitely knows there's glass in there. He still just hits Rampage Brown across the head and the whole thing explodes. (laughs) Incredible.
0: Awesome. This is someone that we need to find, Max. We need to track him down and watch him.
2: Yeah, I I think I'm sold based on... (laughs) If anyone's willing to damage themselves that much, I'm uh, I'm 100% on board. Excellent choice. Okay, we'll hunt that down. I think uh, that's a solid main event. And I feel like our number one is in a similar vein in terms of for my money can't be beaten on the microphone can't be beaten for character uh is stupidly entertaining and uh that's the one and only spike Trevet.
0: good choice i mean yes excellent choice from us
2: (laughs) and he will do much of a i I presume similar to mambo does he, he get up north much
1: um, Spike is the current North Champion, he beat been with to become the, the, the only the second North Champion, so he's the second North Champion, the second Reptide Champion. Um, we've been lucky enough to see him pretty much every other month for about a year, I want to say. Um, Spike would have been on my, my honourable mentions, he's someone who he just seems to be getting better and better and better, I mean, he's someone who's just got such a great character, um, he You can't not dislike him when he's out there. He does everything to get you against him. And he always gets a reaction. Exactly. He's
2: he's a master of the microphone. And the pure, vile hatred that Riptide fans have for him is just a sight to behold. Like, it's great going and seeing Kara's entrance, which is another high point of going to riptide shows but seeing spike and the pretty much two three year story that josh has been building in that promotion with, with mambo and sex smith unfortunately that had to be cut short um has been ridiculous and now spike is the riptide champion and it did not go down well <laughs> I, I, that's all i'll say it did not go down well but <clears throat> it's th- well deserved. I,
1: I thought one of the, the best things um Riptide did recently is they, they put the Coronavan pack match on YouTube for free mm-hmm. and then at the the end of that match goes straight into the the Spike promo. Yes. And how many thousands and tens of thousands of people have watched that match have then seen Spike Treve and you can't watch that and not just appreciate how good he is.
2: Yeah and it was very smart in their parks it makes cuz it was a continuation of story made everyone go oh okay I want to see see what's going on next and I think that's what Spike does he he just brings the crowds in and he makes you want to go back we, he's that perfect heel where it's like that old school 70s 80s where you buy a ticket to see him get his ass kicked and it doesn't come and he finds a way out and he adds new people to Money Versus Everyone. And now he's a champion and he's got people like Paul Robinson behind him him as well, who is in my honorable mentions as another brilliant shit talker and riling up the crowd. Those two together, I am terrified to see what they do because I don't think there's two people in wrestling who can be as hated by the crowd. They're just so good at winding people up. And it, it's scary to kind of think about what they can do. And Spike is just a hell of a talent. Unfortunately, injured at the moment. Um, not sure how long he's out for. Hopefully not long. But it doesn't matter if he is injured. Because he can just get on that mic. And he he's the one that you remember when you leave that show.
0: He can talk. And he's a lovely dude, man.
2: Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. We did the the podcast with him as well.
0: Well, yeah. I, could, uh, I couldn't actually make that interview. But I listened back and he sounded lovely.
1: Yeah. He just gets and it. And was... Um, Every now and again, there's some sort of um, controversy on, on Britt Rice Twitter. And there was the thing with the broken ring wrestling and the, the whether the promoter was being appropriate or not. And the way Spike came out and just seemed to handle that from beginning to end. Um, just just not as a wrestler, just as a, as a person. I just thought it was... I just got a whole new level of respect for him. Yeah,
2: yeah, completely. He, he, yeah, handled that with, with great class. I think the main takeaway from when we did... podcast interview with him it was the the kind of theater background and he just knows how to talk and he knows how to react to an audience and obviously a lot of wrestlers don't really have that training but it really benefits him as a character and and you see it with with uh cara as well um having that kind of theatrical background would be nice to see a lot more in wrestling because that's 80 percent of it if we're honest you know connecting with the crowd and getting that kind of reaction so i'm very excited to see where his next couple of years are, are gonna go between all of that group of spike tk was another honorable mention mambo uh i think they've the sky's the, sky's the limit for them in all honesty
0: we have some good people in this country we don't
2: we great people great people i'm and gonna Neil, you're one of them <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that was a beautiful segue. Uh, Neil, would you mind uh just going flying through your honourable mentions there that uh you didn't get a chance to talk
1: about? Um my, my honourable mention, the people who uh, if you asked us tomorrow might make the list would be um Little Miss Roxy, who's fantastic, mm-hmm. um Rampage Brown's brilliant, um Damien Dunn, um No Fun Dunn is 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 brilliant and then yep. there's a pretty much everyone on your list would have been on there as well. Yeah, solid 100%. stuff. I think on on my end,
2: um, two people our who end. Are really. All right, <laughs> two people <laughs> who were really kind of raising up the ranks um, and good close friends of mine. But I'm just happy to see doing well. Man like Darius, Chantal Jordan, absolutely killing it. When she did that stuff with Joey Janella and it ended up in the news and all over the place. That was insane. Uh, mentioned TK Cooper and Paul Robinson. Deputy Dunn, I, I was stuck between him and Robbie X for my number three that's how close it was I didn't know who to go for uh, Visage Clint Margera Maverick Mayhew you know OJMO. the list goes on OJMO exactly another great talent I came up um, with one hey <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's honourable mention
1: missed, I've missed Grado off, off my list Grado should should be on the honourable mention Grado the, yeah the exactly I, I instantly feel bad that I've not mentioned him
0: oh, poor Grado He's a policeman he's... on some TV show, isn't he? I keep seeing people post it. He's acting as a policeman on some sketch show on BBC Scotland or he's in, something. He's in
1: Scott um, Scott Squad. It's, it's, he's been on it for quite a while. It's, um, it's very popular. Yeah. But Grado's like just such a, a a power unto himself.
0: He is. He's Yeah, he sort of um, wrote the, uh, I shouldn't no, he didn't write a rule book. He basically took the rule book and just te- tore it half, and just did everything on his terms in his way. And it just worked beautifully. I love how sort of different his whole gimmick is.
2: Yeah, he's another one of those people that just comes through the curtain and connects immediately and just gets people on his side. It's, it's a skill and a talent. It is. Lovely. Well, Neil, we've got to wrap up here, but uh, we've loved having you on and hearing your top five. But before you go, you've got to plug the next Calling Spots issue, where people can find it, and all the good social stuff.
1: Cool. Um, well, the current issue of Calling Spots has a um, Rory coil on the front. Um, that will be our latest issue, probably until the beginning of December when our next issue is due to be out. Um, we haven't announced the we haven't announced the cover for it yet. Um, but we'll maybe me and Justin. <laughs> No.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. There's, there's, we've, just, we've just went through a list of a lot of people who would probably be there. I mean, maybe if I get to calling spots one, 164, then we'll go for you too. you You've heard um, it first. It,
0: there we go. Right, we're taxing. Right, that right now, Issue 164. You've already, you've already put got it in a the page books. on the
1: inside. You don't need the cover.
0: <laughs> no, we don't want to
1: go to five the on there.
2: We just want we me and want Jesse our back to back. actual faces, yeah. We- yeah, like a cop drama, just back to back. Looking out at the crime we're Maybe going to clean Maybe we'll up. just have
1: some bespoke artwork made just for you two. We'll do an alternate cover one day. Excellent. <laughs> I think that needs to happen. i oh. calling, calling <laughs> call, call, it, call it Or at CallingSpots on Twitter. Um, all of our stuff's there. If anyone's got any questions, they can email us or DM us and it'll probably be me who comes back in and, and tries to help you out. Yeah. amazing
0: well from our point of view we've got to say thanks so much for everything you do for the British scene man like calling spots is such an important part of um, the British wrestling scene I think and that's all that's all down to you and your team which is awesome
1: I, I, I appreciate that thank you I don't know how much we do do but if we can make any, if we can show do anyone do. anything in British wrestling and turn them onto it then that's just something I'd be incredibly proud of because it, there's so much talent that people should see and should appreciate
2: yeah man you're yeah. nailing it hundred percent. And it's a great issue. I've got it uh, in front of me just resting on my, my, on my fruit bowl. So make sure you... <laughs> uh some terms go. for it, Max. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, go and check it out and uh, get a copy. It's uh, well worth to read. So Neil, thank you very much for joining us. I've been uh, looking forward to doing this one with you. So um, thank you for coming on and talking British wrestling with us. I don't think we dedicate enough time to it, Jesse. We need to get back in the habit. No, we don't. We're so mainstream. Oh, my God. So, uh, Neil, once again, thank you for joining us. And I'm sure we'll do another one of these soon. That's brilliant. Thank you for having me. Cheers, mate. Until next time, I've been Max Curran. He's Jesse Burns. Oh wait, where can, they, where can they go if they want to find out about us? They can about go, us.
0: Yeah, well, they already know because they're listening to this, but they can go to a little website called godtill 5com
2: Oh, I just wouldn't be able to sleep unless you said it. No, we'll be man. back in two weeks' time with another episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you once again to Neil and to Cooling Spots. We'll see you in two weeks. Good night and goodbye. Bye!